If you've got a Bible, turn with me to John chapter 20. John chapter 20 is where uh, we're going to be today. Um, looking at the resurrection story. If you're here with us Friday night, we looked at John chapter 19, just the, uh, the passage before. But I'm glad, Brother Travis, that there is a John chapter 20. Amen. Hey, the story didn't end on the cross. The story didn't end um, in the grave. Right. Uh, he rose uh, from the grave. And hey, that changes everything. That's the difference. That's the difference. Uh, I'm reminded of a story of a famous apologist who traveled all over the world uh, teaching, right, to Christian apologetics. And he ended up finding himself at the University of Tel Aviv in Tel Aviv, Israel, and uh, was teaching on uh, the crucifixion and the resurrection of Christ. And a uh, Muslim man rose his hand and said, hey, professor, I've done the research. Right, I've, see, I, I've seen, right, in, in my research that there were about 30,000 uh, Jewish folks that were crucified right around that same time as uh, Jesus was. So why is he different than the rest? And uh, the professor calmly responded and saying, well, do you know the names of the other 29,999 of them? Well. And the Muslim man did not know those names. Hey, there might have been 30,000 that were crucified during that time uh, that Jesus lived there, but there was only one of them that got up out of the grave. And his name is Jesus Christ. And hey, that is the difference. That's the difference, right, is that Jesus is alive and well. And here's the reality, and this is what we're going to talk about today, right, that because Jesus Christ has rose from the grave, right, everything is different. It's different. Everything is different. And that's what we're going to look at today. John chapter 20, uh, verses 1 through 10, it speaks to, right, uh, uh, the reality that Jesus wasn't in the tomb. Well, we see several folks run over there, check it out, but there's no body there. I love how a descriptive John, uh, uh, the uh, apostle is here uh, and speaking to what was seen in the tomb. It says that uh, Jesus's garments, man, were neatly folded and put away there. Hey, Jesus was kind enough and nice enough to fold up his garments whenever he rose from the grave. Here, here's, here's what he came to understand, right? Here's what I came to understand in the reality of Jesus, right? Jesus had a checkout time, and he wasn't planning on returning. He had a checkout time, he wasn't planning on returning. We see that, man, he's up from the grave. We see that the disciples that were there that check out the tomb, they end up leaving, going back home. But we see a woman named Mary Magdalene, a woman of faith, um, that stays there in the tomb. That's where we're going to pick up. Verse 11 of John chapter 20. If you're there, let me know that you're there by saying there. Don't have a word with you. It's all good. The verses will be on the screen. You can follow along. But this is what the word of the Lord says. It says this. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. She saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain. One at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, they have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary, in that soft and tender voice, right? Like that old hymn, softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. By the way, he's still calling today, calling for you and for me. 
said Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher or master. And Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my father and to your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord and that he had said these things to her. Hey, because the tomb is empty, church, everything is different. Everything is different. Why don't we pray together one more time? God, we do love you. We thank you, Lord, for uh, the meaning of Easter, Lord, the crux of our Christian faith, what our Christian faith hangs upon, Lord, the fact that that you did go to the cross to die, but you rose from the grave according to the scriptures. You're sitting at the right hand of the Father right now, Lord, in glory. And God, I pray, Lord, in light of that reality, that we'd be people that live lives that are different, Lord. God, I pray for the person here that may ascribe to you and your teaching, but has never surrendered to you. I pray that they choose to surrender to you. And I pray for that wayward believer, Lord, that they'd come home, Lord, and see you. Lord, that there's nothing, no one greater than you. And I pray for the child of God, Lord, in here, that you would stir our affections for you more deeply. Lord, continue to have your way this morning. Then we ask these things all in your gracious and heavenly name. And all God's people say, amen, amen. Hey, because the tomb is empty, everything is different. I see uh, uh, two points uh, here uh, this morning, right? Uh, kind of a surprise. I, I'm a Baptist through and through, so I usually got three, but got two uh, for Easter Sunday uh, that, uh, that we see here in uh, the text about uh, our life being different. Right. Uh, That's demonstrated through the life of Mary whenever she encountered this Christ. Right. Two uh, changes, two realities in light of the fact that Jesus is alive that we can hang on to uh, today. The first reality that we can hang on to this morning is this. Because the tomb is empty. Right. Hope can become a reality in our life. Aren't you glad for that today? Hey, because the tomb is empty, hope can become a reality It can. We see it in the life of Mary, man. Hey, she uh, was in a hopeless place, right? Her Lord that she followed, right? After radically getting saved, Mary Magdalene, as we see in the Gospels, was uh, was a lady that was possessed by seven demons. Jesus uh, cast those demons out of her and she began following. He had died. And now she's at the tomb looking to try and prepare his body. And he's not there. Not there. She's in a hopeless place. Have you been there? I know uh, I have, right? I know it seems as though we're living in hopeless days, doesn't it? All you got to do is turn on the news. All you got to do is, man, look 45 minutes down the road and see the the evil and atrocities that took place down in Nashville. All you got to do is is, is look around, man, our place and see, man, how how broken our world is, right? Uh, Man, it seems hopeless, doesn't it? Make it personal, right? I, I don't understand, Brother Cliff, how a buddy I grew up with, right, we called him, you know, little homie, is like a little brother to us, ends up getting murdered in cold blood outside of NIHOP in the middle of the day. Man, I, I don't understand. I don't understand how, man, I, I walk into my house one day and, and find my dad, you know, dead there. Hopeless place, man. It may seem hopeless, but hey, here's the good news. Hey, because the tomb is empty, if we know Jesus Christ, man, hey, we can walk in hope. 
hey, even though we may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we could still walk in hope. Man, because he is alive and well. Hey, hope can be more than just a pipe dream to you. Man, hey, it can be reality that we could walk in. And we see Mary walk in uh, this hope. First Peter 1, 3 and 4 tells us that uh, in Christ we've been born again into a living hope. Right? This hope is alive. And the call for us is to walk in that hope. We see Mary's countenance uh, change uh, from where she was to whenever she met Jesus. Man, we see a total shift. Uh, and we see that, man, she was able to walk in this hope. Man, the first shift that we see that could be real in our life is this, man. We see that Mary, she shifted in this passage from gloom to gladness, didn't she? Again, she was broken up, messed up. Her Lord, she couldn't find where, where the body was. She was uh, despondent. Gloomed, depressed, depressed. And we see, man, whenever, hey, she turned around, she saw him. She saw him. And, man, that gloom turned into gladness. Man, because the tomb is empty, we too can walk in gladness. Man, even though we're walking through the most difficult of seasons. Hey, because at the end of the day, it's, it's just a season. It's just a season. Man, if you're in Christ, hey, it, it's just a season. Your season may feel like it's been prolonged, right? The, the struggle may be real. You may be walking through a gloomy season, but bless God, hey, because you know him, man, there's hope there. And you can cling to that blessed hope. It doesn't have to be just a pipe dream. It could be a reality, as I mentioned. Psalm 30, verse 5, it says like this, For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Hey, weeping. May tarry for the night, but hey, joy comes in the morning. Man, joy always comes in the morning in Christ. Joy always comes in the morning. And so we can cling to that blessed hope. You need another verse? I'll give you another one in the New Testament. 1 Corinthians 15, 55 through 57. Look what it says. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. Who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hey, because we know Christ, hey, the tomb is empty and we can walk in gladness. Let me put you this way and I'll move on to the next part here. Hey, here it is. Man, because he lives, hey, even though it may not all seem well in your life, hey, you can shout it as well because Jesus is alive and well. Amen. Hey, so choose, man, to walk in this hope that we have in him. We see that, man, she went from gloom to gladness, but also we see that she went from struggle to surrender. Again, she was struggling. Put yourself in this place, man. She's trying to find the body. She's looking at the tomb in there. And then she's inquiring of the people. She, she you know, talks to Jesus, didn't know it was him, thought it was a gardener, but says, hey, man, if, if, you, if you know where the body is, just let me know. Right? She was struggling, struggling. Trying to find him. And as soon again, as he said her name, she turned around and realized it was him. And then it changed. It said whenever, hey, whenever she said the name Raboni, right? It wasn't just her saying, hey, master, teacher, hello. Man, good to see you. No, no. A lot of scholars say, man, hey, she responded in a shout and she, hey, fell at his feet and worshipped him. Grabbed a hold of his feet. Hey, Man, the struggle, man, turned into surrender real quick because Jesus was there. He was there. Man, you understand this. I, I will put it to you in this, you know, in this way, man. I, I walked through this myself. 
Uh, personally, right, I uh, lose, you know, a possession of mine probably once a week, whether it's car keys, you know, you know whether it's phone, whether it's I, I, I misplace something probably once a week. One of the times I ended up, you know, uh, misplacing, um, you know, uh, some AirPods. I bought some AirPods a couple of Black Fridays ago. Brother Adam, I was tired of buying the little $2 Walmart headphones that lasted a week. You know what I'm talking about? Those headphones that work for about a week and then they end up not working. I said, man, let me make an investment, man. There's a big deal, big sale. That's the only reason why I bought them. There was a big sale on them. Bought them. And I had them with me and I couldn't find them. Now, even though there was a deal, man, they, hey, there was an investment that was put in there. So I needed to make sure to find those things. And so, man, I'm looking around the house. I tear up the house trying to find it. Couldn't find it. About an hour in, I realized, wait a second. There's an app on my phone that I can use to find any kind of Apple products, man. And so, of course, I'm kicking myself, Brother Josiah, but I end up using the app, find out that they're in the car. So I go to the car, man, and I'm looking, and it says that it's in there, but I'm tearing around, man. It's 30 minutes gone by. can't find them. And by the time I'm giving up, thinking, well, man, that's, you know, some money down the drain right there. I, mean, I guess I'm going back to Walmart to buy some TV. You know, I guess the light at the certain time, right, uh, you know, from outside hit the car just right. And, man, they were tucked away under one of the crevices I hadn't checked in the car. And so, man, hey, I pulled those headphones out. And, and you know what happened next. You've been here before. Don't act like you hadn't been here before. You, hey, you, you find that coveted item, hey, and you give one of those glory shouts. You know what I'm talking about? Hey, th- thank you, Jesus. Praise, hey. Thank you. Hey, you know what I'm talking about. You've been there before. Hey, my struggle, like searching, man, it turned into surrender real quick, man. Praising God turned into worship. You know where I'm going, but I'm going to go there anyways. Hey, that, that, that's the picture here. It's the picture here. Right? Hey, Mary's struggle switched real quick whenever, hey, she saw that Jesus was there. And by the way, let me go ahead and throw this in free of charge. Hey, you looking for Jesus today? Hey, you ain't got to look far. Just turn around, man. He's right behind you. Hey, wayward child in here, man, that's run away from the Lord. You looking for him? Hey, he's right where you left him. Hey, person in here that, that doesn't know Christ, man, hey, you looking, looking for the answers to life? Look, looking for satisfaction for, the, for the, your thirsty soul, man, you're searching? Hey, don't look far, man. Hey, Jesus is the answer. Child of God, man, hey, you looking for the Lord where he's at in your life? Hey, he's near to you. He's close. Man, so choose, man, to draw close to him. Draw close to him. Man, hope can become a reality. Hey, our struggle, man, can turn into surrender, man, because the tomb is empty. The tomb is empty. Man, we see that the struggle turned into surrender. You may not understand what's going on, man, but our response ought to be to choose to surrender to him. You may not know what's ahead, but our response ought to be to choose to worship, man. Hey, cling to the hope that we have in Christ in these days, man. Now more than ever is the time we ought to cling to this blessed hope we have in him. Cling to him. It's the first truth we see, right? Uh, here, man. Everything's different, man. We see that hope can become a reality. Life is worth the living because he lives. But secondly and lastly, we see right here, verses 17 and 18. Hey, because the tomb is empty, man, everything is different. And what that means for us as children of God is that, hey, we've been given a heavenly assignment. Been given a heavenly assignment. Look what it says. It says it right there. Mary, man, is worshiping. She surrendered there, man. Hey, she, she found Jesus. Man, has, has got her arms wrapped around him. And Jesus said, hey, don't cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Hey, he, he was still, hey, he still had a place to go, man. He wasn't destined to stay here, but sit at the right hand of the Father. 
but rather go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. And so that Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And that he has said these things to her. Man, what an awesome privilege that Mary Magdalene had. Hey, here, Mary had the opportunity to be the first person to bear witness to the resurrection of Christ. Hey, this is a woman again, man. She was possessed by seven demons. Radically saved. And now, man, hey, Jesus is using her to be a part of building his kingdom. And by the way, let me go ahead and throw this in free of charge since I'm here already. Let me go ahead and throw this in free of charge. Hey, listen, a lot of folks like to say that Christianity writes up belittles uh, women, looks down upon women. Hey, Jesus was the exact opposite. Exact opposite. Hey, he uplifts women. Uplifts women. We see it here, man. He gives the charge. The first charge of getting the gospel message out was to a woman. Uplifts women. And what we see from that is, hey, man, man and woman. Both have a valuable part in the kingdom of God. Not in the notes, but I I figured I'd throw that in there anyways, Pastor Greg, just in case. Didn't know that. We see that we've been given a heavenly assignment. Hey, because the tomb is empty, as Christians, we have a job from on high to do. And that job is to let others know, man, that Jesus Christ is alive and well. Alive and well. And declare the fact that he is risen. He's risen. Here's what Mary Magdalene came to to understand, right? You know, she, she was given this heavenly assignment. But how was she able to walk out this assignment that she was given? Here's what she had to come to grips with. She had to come to grips with, first and foremost, this fact, right, that she couldn't keep Jesus to herself. Would have been easy to do so, Brother Jacob. Hey, he, she's there hang, hanging on, right, to his feet, worshiping him. She could have just decided to hang out there forever. Or she could have just said, you know what, man, I know Jesus told me to, to, you know, to go and tell the disciples. But, man, it's not my fault that they chose to go back to the house and not believe you. Hey, I, I'm the one that stood. I'm the one that stayed here. I'm the one. Hey, I'm the only one that ought to be blessed. Hey, she had to come to grips with understanding. Hey, that man, she couldn't keep this news that Jesus was alive to herself. It reminds me, uh, with Chris, whenever I was in college, I've forgiven my friends uh, of this precursor. You know, uh, just letting you know, uh, one of them, best friends of this day. You know. Uh, I was uh, in college, in school in, in Texas where I grew up, and I was doing the most Texas thing ever, Brother John. I was sitting watching Friday Night Lights, you know, TV series. If y'all hadn't seen a great, great TV series. Uh, watching that, my friends that are there say, hey, man, we're going to go get something to eat, man. Um, I said, no, no you, you go ahead, man. I'm, I'm eight episodes in. I might as well finish the whole season at this point. I'm eight episodes in. Don't act like you ain't ever binge watched nothing before. Look at y'all, man. Try to, yeah, y- y'all try to look at me, you know, guilt trip me. Hey, don't act like I ain't ever binge watched nothing before. Anyway, they they go get something to eat and they come back. And brother Israel, man, they they came back with each of them six Chick Fil A sandwiches, man, a piece. And I'm thinking, man, we hang out with each other all the time, man. I know that you guys are broke. Y'all ain't got money to spend, you know, buying all those chicken sandwiches at once, man. How'd you end up getting those? And they said, oh, Irv, man, oh, you missed it. Man, they had to buy one, get five Chick-fil-A sandwiches for free. 
And I paused for a second. I say, and y'all didn't, y'all didn't figure to give me a call, man. I could, it's a five-minute walk over there. He didn't figure to call me, let me know. And they're like, oh, man, no, sorry, bro. We, we didn't. And they took it a step further. Hey, legit, my roommate, he took a picture of all the sandwiches. Made a post saying, hey, that moment when, man, you get a buy one, get five free Chick-fil-A sandwiches, and your roommate misses out on it. <laughs> True story. He tagged me in the post just to rub it in my face. So, hey, not only did they withhold the news, right, that, you know, that I could have gotten some free chicken sandwiches, man. Hey, he ended up rubbing in my face by posting about it, man. I'm sitting there thinking, man, this could have fed me for a few days. I, I want to say, man, it could have fed me for a week, but hey, we know, man, the chicken sandwich would have been gone way before then. You know, would have had a couple of days. But hey, those guys, right, and their decision not to tell me the news there was a selfish move on their part. You know where I'm going, but I'm going to go ahead and go there anyway, right? Hey, in the same way, man. Man, it's selfish, man, for us to try and keep Jesus to ourselves. It is. Man, there's people all around us, man, that need to hear the gospel message, man. It's not like there, hey, there wasn't a, uh, there was only a, a limited supply at that Chick-fil-A, man. There was plenty of chicken sandwiches. In the same way, man, hey, Jesus is wanting to save them too, man. So let's be folks that choose not to keep Jesus to ourselves, man. I love this quote right here pertaining to evangelism. It says this, evangelism is not a professional job for a few trained men, but it is instead the unrelenting responsibility of every person who belongs to the company of Jesus. Hey, because the news of the resurrection came to us, man, hey, we ought to choose to take it to others. Man. Ought to choose to. And by the way, it's not just hey, sharing the gospel and just sharing it with, with the lost people, man. Hey, it's, it's sharing what's saved. Uh, Mary was told to go and tell the disciples, man, folks that, that believed Jesus, that he was alive, man. Hey, we need to share the gospel amongst ourselves, man. That's the value of community, reminding ourselves who God is and what he's done. Psalm 66, verse 16. Hey, come and listen, all you who fear God, and let me tell you what he's done for my soul. And we ought to share the good news with not just lost, but saved, man. We can't keep Jesus to ourselves, man. Can't keep Jesus to ourselves. And then second thing she had to come to grips with, and we do as well if we want to fulfill this heavenly assignment, is we've got to choose, man, to be people that trust and obey. Trust and obey. Here's what's interesting, Brother Stephen. It's not like Mary was well-versed in the biblical law like the religious leaders of that day. Hey, it's, it's not like, you know, Mary fully understood all the implications of Jesus being alive and well at that moment. Hey, all she knew was that he was alive. She saw him there. And he called her to go and share. And the call for us is to do the same. Hey, to trust in him and obey him. It's so easy to philosophize and strategize and hyper-criticize all things pertaining to the Lord and serving Him. Man, when we get to that place, what we need to do is be reminded 
man, of Mary's heart, man. Hey, she just chose to trust and obey. Trust and obey. Man, there's an old hymn we used to sing at church all the time, Brother Cesar, man, called Trust and Obey. Hey, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to what? But to trust and obey. Trust and obey. And that's what Mary did. She shared the word. And if we want to be folks that answer this heavenly assignment, man, we do the same thing, man. Choose to trust and obey. Trust and obey. We see that the word spread, right? We see Mary Magdalene's life on display here, her willingness and the share of this good news. We see some of the disciples, man, they're fired up about it. Others doubt until they finally see him. Then they come to follow him. We see Jesus ascend into heaven where he is right now. And we see the dawn of the church age. First century church come to be. And if you fast forward over 2,000 years, right, hey, we are a remnant. Those of us in here who know Christ, uh, that word from Mary Magdalene going to those disciples. Here it is, Brother Christian. Hey, Mary, she, she took the next step. She understood, man, because Jesus rose from the grave, man, everything was different. And the call for her was to take the next step, and she did. And listen, friends, hey, that that's the response for us in here today. It's the response. Hey, what's the next step? If Jesus Christ is alive, and he is, right, they, there is a call for us, man, to respond to the fact that he's alive. And to take that next step. You may say, Pastor, man, what, what are those next steps? Hey, perhaps it's for you, man, hey, you, you may know things about church. You may know things about the Lord, man, may know some Bible verses, but you've never surrendered to him. Jesus Christ is not your Lord and Savior. You don't have a relationship with him. Hey, your next step is choosing to place your faith and trust in him. Hey, the good news today, reason why we celebrate, right, Easter weekend, Good Friday and Easter Sunday, right, is because, man, God's love was demonstrated in him sending Jesus Christ to die. And he didn't just die for the select few. He didn't just die, right, for the good. Man, he died for all of us. So that anyone, man, who chooses to trust in him, man, no matter how broken up, tore up, dirty you feel, and anyone can come to trust in him. Man, hey, that, that's your response. Maybe you're in here and you, you know Jesus, right? But perhaps you've never stepped forward, right, and come and made your faith public by way of baptism. Baptism is the first step of our obedience to him. It's a big deal. Then save us, but it's the first step of our obedience. And maybe your response is to get baptized in the coming weeks, man. Celebrate that. Maybe you're in here, man, and, and your response is, man, to be like Mary Magdalene. Man, God's put people in your heart to tell about this resurrection story, and you're called to do that. Maybe you're here, and, man, you've been coming to Tylertown for a while, but you've just kind of been sitting and hanging out, cruising, if you will. And perhaps your response is, man, to get in the game, man, to plug into the life, body, or work here. As I mentioned earlier in the morning here, man, our hope and prayer is that Easter would become more than just an event 
for us. But, but rather, because of what took place on Easter Sunday. Right? The Christ of Easter would become our life. He'd become our life. And so what's your next step? What's your next step?